0: Time each and every Friday every Arab of Shabbos with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayechi. First of all, take note: this is the last parsha in the Book of Bereishis. It is a Shabbos Chazak. Chazak, Chazak, V'nis Chazek. What does that mean? It means that we draw strength from the very name of the Parsha. The Parsha deals with the death of Yaakov. The Parsha deals with Yaakov giving the blessings to his children, the subsequent generation. And yet, the Parsha is called Vayachi, which means literally, and he lived. What does that mean? Not just the first verse that Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim, an additional 17 years of his life, bringing the total of his life to 147, but as the Gemara tells us in the first chapter of the Gemara Tanis, Yaakov avinu lomes. Yaakov did not die. Now what do you mean Yaakov did not die? There's such an extensive, elaborate detail in the end of the parasha, about his funeral and burial in Moras HaMach Pela, how could you say he didn't die? But the very important philosophic idea is given to us that Maz just as Yaakov's children live on and they perpetuate his very special ways, his misora so too, this keeps Yaakov b'chaim, and therefore the parsha is vayechi. Similar to what we have with the passing of Sarah, that hot parsha is known as Chayei Sarah. You have in this parsha, as we mentioned, the brachos, the blessings that Yaakov gives to his children. And I just think, just one word, before I get to a specific aspect of the parsha. one word regarding bracha. Bracha basically is, we say to our children and whoever gives a blessing, that the recipient of the blessing should actualize their potential. For example, we know Yaakov Sikel Esyadav. Yaakov, with his hands above his grandchildren, switches his hands and puts the right hand on the head of Ephraim, the left hand on that of Menashe. Now wait a second. And when Yosef says, excuse me, Abba, there seems to be a mistake here, says Yaakov to his son, oh no, there is no mistake. There's no question that this one, meaning the Bechor, Right? He, gamhu, yigdol, he will be great and as Rashi tells us, what does that mean? Gidon is going to emerge from Menashe. And as Rashi says, Shakodush Boruchu, al Yodo, that a miracle will be performed through Gidon. Yet, Ulam Ochivakotan, his younger brother, Yigdal Mimenu, will be greater than him, as Rashi says. According the that Yoshua will come from Ephraim. I'll ask a very basic question. Why didn't Yaakov pray? At that point, neither of these leaders were born yet, they were going to be born later on. Why couldn't Yaakov be Palel? Let Yoshua come from Menashe and let Gidon come from Ephraim. We see from here that. There is a destiny that each one is to be what they are. And this can't be changed by any mortal. But what a mortal can pray to God is that each one should be able to actualize their potential, which is a very important thing that we should include in our minds when we bless our children, please God, every Friday night. and. Those who have that minhog, those who bless them, Erev Yom Kippur, what's in a bracha? So I'd like to focus this morning on the bracha that Yaakov gives Yosef, and thereby how he instructs um, his future generations that they should... Bless their children, as we find in the parsha. B'chah Yivarech Yisrael through you, Yosef, using you as the example of Yisimcha Lukiim Kefrayim Now, interestingly, on this pasuk, which is chapter forty-eight, pasuk twenty, the Targum Yonasan Ben Uziel comments over They shall bless on that day. What does that mean? that a father blesses his child on the day of the bris, to say that our children should be like Ephraim and Why is this bracha given on the day of the bris? And why were they chosen, Ephraim and to be literally, the epitome, the example par excellence that we want our children in subsequent generations to emulate. I heard from my teachers a beautiful explanation, and that is as follows. The Gemara in Shabbos, Kuf Beis Amid Beis, teaches an interesting phenomena, and that is as follows. Im Horishonim kim if the previous generations were compared to angels, then we are like mortals. And if they are like mortals, then we are literally as donkeys. And the Gemara says, and not even as great as the donkey of Pilchas ben Yo'ir. And you'll take a look as to the Gemara in the beginning of Chulin, which describes the miracles which took place through the donkey of Pinchas Ben Yo'ir, and quote-unquote, the piety and the environment with which that donkey was raised and lived up to. The theme of this Gemara is that there is, most often, a Uridas Hadoros, literally, a diminution of the generations. Now, what does this mean, this diminution of the generations? I'll give you a very famous example, a beautiful story which has been recorded regarding the late Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, who was once traveling when he was older, on an airplane with one of his grandchildren, and his grandchild literally... Uh, Tended to his every need and every few moments say to you what can we do for you well, how can we help you etc and finally after a while a secular Israeli professor who was sitting next to him said if you don't mind I have to ask you a question why is it that your grandchildren venerate and show you such respect and reverence and uh, my grandchildren do not Said Rav Yaakov, a very famous answer. In the secular world, in the secular belief, man comes from the ape. And therefore, each generation is to be honored beyond that which came before, because we look and see the advancement of society in contrast to where they came from. And therefore, from their perspective, it's not the young that should honor the old, but it should be just the opposite. The old should honor the young because after all, look how much the young are exceeding intellectually, technologically, etc. However, in contrast, our Jewish belief is that we go back to Sinai, and the closer one is to Sinai, the closer one is to the source of our peoplehood, our morality, and therefore, my grandchildren honor me just by the very fact that I am older and represent this closer connection to the, our Holy Source. This concept of Yeridas Hadoros, of the generations experiencing a decline... From time to time, there is an exception to that rule. And Ephraim and Menashe represent just such an exception. Where do we see this? At the end of Parshas Vayishlach, God says to Yaakov, when he comes back to Eretz Yisrael, he says to him, pray, urve, literally, you are to have children. And goy, ukahal, goyim, right, it's umimekot. There's yet going to come from you Gai, who is Binyamin, and Kahal Goyim, who are these additional two more that would come. And when Yaakov sees that these, quote, two more are not born to him, and only the last one is Binyamin, he realizes that... Within his family, two are to be elevated in order to, and giving them the status of Shvatim. And so, Yaakov gives this elevation to Ephraim and that they are not considered like the children of Ruvain and Shimon, they're not reckoned as children of Shvatim as tribes, but rather the next generation, there is no generation gap between Ephraim and and his father, namely that the next generation is becoming like the prior one, without a Yeridas Hadoros, without this decline of generation. And the truth of the matter is, now you'll appreciate the Pasuk a little more, Bechoy v'arech Yisrael, literally, through you, Yosef, because the Orachayim HaKadosh, in a few Psukim earlier, in chapter 48, Pasuk 6, he asks an incredible question. Why in reality aren't there 14 Shvatim? When God says that there'll be two more. There is Yosef, who's one of the twelve. And now two more is Ephraim and Manasseh to give us a total of fourteen. Why not? So he has an incredible... Concept and that is he bases it on a Zohar at the beginning of Parshas VaYeshev where Eilatodos toldos Yaakov y Yosef that Yosef is an extension of Yaakov and as Yaakov is an Av Yosef is the closest thing to an Av he cites the pasuk in Tehillim Ayin Zion Tehillim seventy seven pasuk Tez Zion pasuk. 16, whereby the Pesach says, bizroa amecha, You, God, with your powerful arm, you redeemed your nation, B'nei Yaakov v'yosef Davramelech puts Yaakov and Yosef together. Of all the, quote, Achim, of all the Shvatim, there's only one that makes it to the Ushpizen, right? And that is Yosef. So that Yosef himself is a personification of a lack of yiridas Hadoros between himself and his father, and so too are his children, a lack of yiridas Hadoros. And so basically each Friday night when we bless our sons, we are saying, Yisim Cholokim kefrayim that just as they were exceptions to the rule, and there was no decline from father to son, And so too says every Abba to his son, you too should actualize your potential, that there should not be a Yeridas Adoros. And interestingly, take a look what happens with our girls when we say to our girls and we give them that beautiful bracha keep in mind what do you find at the very end of chapter 24 at the end of Chai Yisara when the Torah tells us Yitzchak brings Rivka to the tent of Sara and what does Rashi tell us there he brings her into the tent Vinas says Soraimo and so Rifka represents the implementation of his mother. Sarah. Rashi tells us whatever special character traits Sarah personified, Rivka restored and brought back those identical traits. There is no generation gap between Sarah and Rivka. There is no generation gap between Yaakov and Yosef. There is no generation gap between Yosef and his children. They are not children of, but they are being elevated to the status of shvatim, And so the beautiful bracha that we give our children every Friday night is number one, they should please God each one in their own way. Actualize their potential. And by so doing, they will please God, restore and create that beautiful effect that there will be no generation gaps between the generations. And this is the most beautiful form of Chazak Chazak, the Nis Khazak. Shabbat Shalom to all. Jam and the AM, thank you Rabbi Udin, candle lighting at 419 on this era of Shabbos parshas Vayechi.